You're listening to the Summer Series, the best of business essentials daily. Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. There's an art to lead generation, especially for brand new prospects. But for some, the idea of cold calling is a nightmare. For others, it's an opportunity they relish. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Like public speaking, a lot of people would do anything to get out of picking up the phone and cold calling prospective clients. But according to Ashley Holt, founder of lead generation business, The Promo Donna, it can be one of the most effective tools to getting new business. Done properly with a thorough plan and simple techniques, which Ashley walks us through in a moment, cold calling can be a real game changer in the way that you approach sales. But first, why are people so reluctant to pick up the phone? Ashley Holt is talking to Chris Ashmore. I actually find that people are very reluctant to pick up the phone because naturally they don't know if they're doing such a great job communicating with people. So it's almost like with this online technology explosion, suddenly they're like, I have an excuse to no longer pick up the phone. I'm going to hide behind my computer screen. And that's how I'm going to communicate with people from now on. Mm -hmm. Cold calling has been called very much a a dying art. But you say it's one of the most effective ways of generating leads. How so? Well, I think it comes back to, you know, we were just talking about the fact that there's been a bit of an online technology explosion. And the fact is now businesses and people more and more are using that method to generate new sales leads. So let's say they're doing direct mail campaigns, they're contacting people via LinkedIn, they're using social media. No one's picking up the phone. However, that also leaves an opportunity opening for people that actually do. So if you think about it, if no one else is cold calling, but your business does, think of all the opportunities that lie waiting for you if you actually pick up the phone and call them direct. So I believe even though people think it's a dying art, there's actually more opportunity than ever before. And also if you can really master a great approach when you're doing it, I think the results are tenfold out there at the moment. But that's easy for you to say, Ashley, because <laughs> you love cold calling, don't you? Well, True. <laughs> you're very much in the minority. Why do you love it so much? Why do I love it so much? And look, this is a frequently asked question because, yes, I am that very rare breed that loves doing the grunt work that most people would rather avoid. And I would probably answer this two ways. So the first is... I probably have some of the key characteristics that I look out for when I hire my staff. So one of those would be that we're very target-driven. So, for example, we've got a lot of clients with set KPIs. So they want to, you know, generate X amount of sales per week. We are therefore driven. We're quite relentless in our pursuit to get the number of appointments that our clients want. So I think, yeah, persistence and also being very target-driven is key. 
We also have very thick skin. So, you know, people always ask me about that fear of rejection. I think one of our key characteristics is we have that ability when we get a no to simply brush it off and be able to get onto the next call, completely forgetting the conversation that we've just had with that other person who wasn't interested. So definitely a thick skin and that ability to not take things personally. Well, for those who don't have the uh, extrovert personality that that you do, (laughs) how do they overcome their fear? Is preparation the key? Yes. If you do have a fear, it's usually because you're picking up the phone and you're not sure what to say. So people might not have an elevator pitch ready. They might not know how to, you know, clearly and concisely describe their business. They may not know the right questions to ask people. They may not know how to handle objections. They may not know how to close a sale. So all of that, I think, has to be mapped out. And if that is achieved, then you should have the confidence to to pick up the phone and talk to people. So I always recommend to clients or to people that I'm training that they do map out the different scenarios. So do a great elevator pitch on who you are and what you do. Have some great questions mapped out in terms of, you know, what you want to find out and how you can open the conversation. But then also have some key questions that they might ask you, even some objections that they may put forward to you and how you would overcome that. But I would also say as well, you know, another key mistake that people make is not mastering their mindset before they go into a call session. And that might be through listening to some great music, maybe, you know, doing a role play with someone. It's amazing how the energy that you're feeling will feed down the phone to someone that you're talking to. So people will make the mistake of not being consciously aware of that. But I think if they can overcome, you know, any negative mindset they have and kind of get into the right state, the results will follow on from that. And what about using a script? Is that important? Is that something that you do? Do you know, it's interesting because I think, you know, when we start working with a client, one of their major concerns is about the use of a script. You know, I think that's probably one of the things as to why our industry is tarnished, so to speak, because you've got those offshore or even average telemarketers that will use a script line by line. They sound very robotic and it's just not natural. I, however, still really believe in scripts, but I believe that they should be used as a guide. I think you've got to have a script there to prepare you for all the different angles that the conversation might take on. However, don't read it like a robot. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. definitely get familiar with it, you know, read it and use it at your will, but definitely focus on having a great conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And is it important to be concise on the phone? Oh, definitely. You know, um, I'll give you one of my biggest tips, actually, that I learned many years ago when I was learning all about sales. The person who talks the most is losing the sale. And I thought, isn't that powerful? Because so many of us, we jump into a sales call or a sales situation thinking, I need to bombard people with information or they're not going to know everything that we're all about. But it's actually the opposite that is true. Mm-hmm. 
Are there better times of the day to call than other times? Do you know, this is a really interesting topic. Um, Years ago, I actually connected with people all around the world via Twitter to find out the best days to call. In our experience, the start of the week is not always the best time to call. As you can imagine, um, you know, Mondays, decision makers are in a lot of meetings and things like that. However, worldwide, we found Tuesdays were actually one of the worst days to call. And I think the reason for that was, as I said, Mondays are full of meetings for people. Tuesdays, I think people jump into their work and they don't want to be bothered. Whereas when Wednesday comes along, we've got hump day, people are getting a bit happier because the weekend isn't far away. So we find that we have a big spike in Wednesday to Fridays in terms of the results that we generate. So we try to have a lot of activity in that kind of time frame. But um, I guess in terms of actual specific time slots as well, it really comes back to your target market. I mean, we've got clients who target schools, for example. So we would call schools, obviously, in the morning, at lunch times, maybe in recess, even after school hours, so about 3.30. Whereas if you're ringing a corporate, you know, maybe late morning, maybe in the early afternoon after lunch, it's all about testing and measuring what's going to work best for your business. And the big questions, Ashley, always, how do you get beyond the gatekeeper to the decision maker? (laughs) The infamous gatekeeper. This is always (laughs) the question that I'm asked. You're right, Chris. So firstly, you've got to befriend them. I think you have to respect that whether you like it or not, receptionists really hold the power when you pick up the phone straight away. So, you know, we try to make friends with these people, you know, doing or using tactics such as writing down their name. So if you speak to Mary and then you need to call Mary back in a week, she's going to love that you remember her name, that you remember that conversation. So making note and asking her questions like, look, I'm wondering if you might be able to help me for a minute. You know, is John Smith still the HR manager there? You know, things like that, that will make her feel like she's respected, I guess in that role. The second thing, though, I would say is, look, if you've really got a gatekeeper that you're struggling with, you could actually try the tactic of making your pitch a little more complex than it needs to be so that they feel they need to put it through. So what I'm getting at there is, you know, if it's something relating to finance or, you know, something that's out of their position description, you may want to, again, make it really complex so they think, well, if I don't put this through, I might be in a bit of trouble here. So complexity can also work. And last but not least, another strategy could be actually calling out of hours. So sometimes we find that if we call the reception, maybe very early morning or late at night, the decision maker actually answers and says, I don't know how you got on to me. This is kind of, you know, rare for me to pick up the phone, but it's usually because the receptionist isn't there anymore. (laughs) Well, larger businesses especially have outsourced their cold calling to such an extent that they're nothing but an irritant to customers. We've all received those kind of phone calls, as you mentioned before. Your approach at Promo Donna, it's different. How so? 
Yeah, look, you're spot on, Chris. I think that, you know, when it comes to telemarketing and lead generation these days, we definitely have a tarnished industry. And I think it's because a lot of companies have gone for that cheaper alternative, whether using kind of average telemarketing firms, even offshored telemarketing firms. And what people need to understand is that it's a very churn and burn approach. So these guys are really focused on high volume, picking up the phone hundreds of times. And if they get a no, then they hang up and move on to the next one. Whereas I think, look, we like to see the promo donor being in a very different space from those average telemarketing firms. We are very focused on high quality. And I think representing our clients' brands really professionally when we're on the phone. Part of that is about having great conversations. So for example, when we're talking to someone, even if they're say they're not interested at the moment, there is that opportunity to say, well, look, we'd love to call you back in three months. Can we keep in touch just to see how things are progressing? And they're therefore going to have a really great perception of the client and that brand and may even think of them when that need does arise. So I think it's all about our approach, you know, not looking at each leader's, you know, just a lead and we need to kind of move on from it. It's about nurturing every relationship that was Ashley Holt, founder and director of The Promo Donna. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.